These motherfuckers are the ones that are flaunting their Louis Vuitton bags, driving their Ferraris back to Stone Mountain where they pay $300 a month in rent. <laughs> Welcome to The Gaily Dose, the weekly podcast made for and by gay men and their allies. We're a podcast with a mission, elevated conversation with hopes of building a deeper sense of community in the gay world. Child, it's time to come take your Gaily Dose. All right, welcome to this week's episode of The Gaily Dose. My name is Helmut. I'm here today with my friends Bennett. Hey. Stuart. Hello. And Dante. Hey, child. And today we're going to be talking about the gay caste system, or as some may say, the A-gays, or I, I like to call it pretty keeps with pretty. Uh, but what we're gonna be talking about is how gays tend to segregate themselves based on lifestyle, looks, and wealth. A phenomenon that I certainly have observed as a member of the gay community, and many of you have as well. What I want to ask you boys first is, what are your experiences with this kind of thinking in our community? I think it's when times are normal and it's not COVID, it's very clear. Our community is very clicky. You'll see the same people hanging out. It might be based on people's income or the way they look or their background, you'll notice it's very clicky and it's the same people in those same circles. Yeah, I've heard about that in multiple cities too, which is interesting. I've heard about it in anyone I've asked across the country, yeah. they talk about clicks. Yeah, my, city. my boss is actually from DC and he was like, yeah, you, you have all the Capitol Hill gays and they all hang out together. So yeah, I, I think it's pretty normal. Yeah, being in Atlanta is always very interesting in particular. I feel like the people in Atlanta, they have their certain way they view the ideal friend or ideal person they want to date and who they want to roll around with. And I feel like I, I fit these like odd things that like, your stereotypical, like, A-gay, as you may say, does not want. So it's usually not someone that is black, usually not someone that is very young, and usually someone that does not come from money. I'm like all three of those things. I'm very black, very young, and I don't come from much, okay? Like, anything I have, I've built myself. And so, like, sometimes I find myself around people who act like I'm not existent. I will be at a party or, like, on the patio at a bar. They literally will talk to people, like, talk around me, and I'm just like, hello! Really? Nice to meet you, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes they'll go out of their way to try to insult you, like, one up on you. And I'm like, none of this shit impresses me. I'm going to push back, though, on the black thing, because I think that there are a lot of type A gays that are black in Atlanta. No, it, not that many. Uh, They're not that many. From what experience do you have The experience that? I've had in Midtown, I don't often find that do you, have many Have you met everybody in Midtown? General. I haven't. I know you've speaking, had sex with most of them, but I have, have you not, met them all? No, my own experience in Midtown, I don't encounter that many black individuals and the ones that do are That doesn't mean they don't exist? Clubs. I didn't say they didn't exist, but you said a lot of black A gays. There aren't that many black A gays. Oh, uh, yes, there because are. Because a lot of A gays don't like to even be around black people. It's an honest fact. It's a way of lifestyle. I think that denies the fact that there are exclusive black a gays no, which I have met as well that. no no I, I think Atlanta is a fairly divided population Extremely. in the gay community and there are black gay men that aggregate with other black gay men and those that are affluent tend to also become a clique within themselves I've met some of those guys before so I think it happens in the white community it happens in the black community and I think you're right I have seen that it is rare and unique when you have a group of 
white affluent gays, there's usually a token or an additional few black men, but there is not there very is many. Token, and I've yes. even had conversations where a black man has said, hey, as long as there's only about 12% of us, we're fine. Once we get about over 12%, there's too many of us in the room. It was shocking to me. What? But so there's definitely that association for some black individuals living in uh, yes, our Yes, I mean, it's very true. I've been at many parties where literally I will tap my friend. I'm like, girl, I'm the only black person here. And it's like a party of 50 people. That doesn't surprise me. Like often this happens and they're like, oh girl, but I don't think they meant it. I was like, they didn't mean to do it. This is their way of life. Their way of life is like ignoring that there are black people around them and in the world. They don't, they don't go out of the way to interact with them. You know, I've seen the same thing with physically attractive. So yes. I've noticed yeah. that sometimes you're, um, I've been invited to parties and I'm like, gosh, I'm probably on the edge here of what's acceptable in the group. I'm an outlier because I noticed that everyone else in the room may have that chiseled sort of body, uh, the face, the features, and, and you're very aware, well, how did I, you know, maybe I'm someone's friend that I got in here. Or, you know, I mean, I'm not a bad looking guy, but still, I think, and I've observed that behavior and you see people being kind of pushed on the fringe of that group or maybe not as welcome to talk or I they think, won't even talk back to another person that might approach the group. I think the gay caste system is very apparent. It is in every city internationally. Uh, what Atlanta does that's unique is that it's a mecca for so many areas that are rural uh, in the surrounding states, you know, Mississippi, Florida, Tennessee, all of these states, most gays come to Atlanta if they don't go to Nashville per se. So I think that brings a, a whole different element of the caste system. I do think that well, I hear a lot that Atlanta's caste system is a little bit elevated than a lot of others, uh, as in Chicago, Boston, New York, Miami. In what way elevated? more severe. Yes. Oh, and yes. I think playing off of what you said, I've noticed it too. You have these meetings of people who come from these like more disconnected parts of society where they feel like that is what puts them beneath the rest of society is that they're from some rural unknown place. So now they're seeking this like yeah, I've need heard this. to put someone else down. It's like, what do I have that you don't have right. that makes me greater than you now? And it's the good job or the I'm yeah. older than you. I'm more educated. I have more money. Yeah. When they but, were in the rural area, mm -hmm. they were put down. And so now here they're surrounded by other gay people people and so they're the big fish the in the big yeah. pod. Yeah. I think and that now, that's unfortunate that you know there always is somebody lower on the totem pole. Everybody wants somebody yeah. lower on the totem pole. I think that's unfortunate. I wish the gay culture was more inclusive I do versus exclusive but you know there's a lot of things I want now in 2020 that's not happening. I will tell you guys I think having had a lot of time traveling and experiencing and making gay friends across the country the perception of a lot of gays in those areas is that it does exist in their areas too. What I think is yeah. interesting about Agreed. us is that we also carry the problems of entitlement and racism that are inherent in the South. So then you pull these very sensitive little gays that are from all over the South in their little cities. Yeah. If they were affluent in that city, they were a big something, they come here and they want to repeat or reproduce that sort of same entitlement and experience, mm -hmm. but now in a much smaller society. But, yeah, I see that, but I also see the opposite side where they were demeaned mm -hmm. and they were put down and they weren't cherished in their community. So once they find people that are like them, they become a mean girl. They become yeah, the mean it's, girl it's because the, they, yeah. that's how they were treated in yeah. their small town. It's the bully at school that beats his ass every night. It's like now I'm, now that I'm at school, now I'm not, I beat your ass because yep. my dad does it to me. Yeah, and I will tell you, I think if we're candid about it, all of us have probably 
perpetrated some of this, whether yeah, knowingly I, I, or not. Of course, yeah. I think that there's interesting aspects of wanting to belong so badly when you didn't belong, perhaps looking to others for the example. Yeah, and then also making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that reflect who you are. I've noticed I have been in a place where you have to carefully choose your friends because you don't want to be judged by hanging out with somebody that might be whores whores or or not whores or have a reputation you know know, maybe i'm different in the way that when i started coming out especially being around like just other adult gay men i was often the one that was pushed out of the inner circle of people so like i have like fought tooth and nail to like make my place in what is just like a social setting so like i don't try to perpetuate that if anything when i find like i always say when i go to party i want to talk to the quietest person in the room the one who doesn't feel like they belong in that party because when you do that you spark that joy and then want to do something more feeling like they have a place in midtown but there are a lot of younger gay guys who if they don't get preyed on by an older gay man with money they just come here and they get lost yeah. in the minutia of everything and they feel like they don't they can't make friends with people well i wish more people were like you unfortunately i don't think that's yeah. the case why does this exist why does the clickiness exist in our community? What, People what try the... to find a connection. I mean, like, it's literally, I feel like this is rooted in like a, from like a psychological angle and someone like it's the oppressed oppressing the oppressed because yeah. they, they, it's like a Freudian way of like, this is something that has happened to me and the only way to deal with this trauma is for me to inflict it on someone else. Which yeah. is terrible. It's, Which is it's a terrible, terrible way it's a horrible of cycle. handling that. You would think people would build empathy when they are put down, but unfortunately, all too often, that's not the case. This is maybe not be the right analogy. I think of us like sensitive little creatures, little gays living out there, not in little the big humans. cities. <laughs> little, yeah. humans. Little, little creatures. Little humans. And uh, you know, we we aggregate finally. We figure out we're gay. We come into. The I wish city, you guys could see the uh, like little, the little hand gestures. Scared. And we come hands. into the gayborhood, right? And then you put these little sensitive creatures together, and they think you could kind of take off the shell and be, and then you hurt each other, and all of a sudden the shell just becomes harsher and stronger and now you're trying to figure out how to be almost you're acting like you're in high school where you're taking different camps and groups Mm -hmm. to survive in this very different world there's a great book called the velvet rage if you haven't read it um, i recommend it that is absolutely talks to to this phenomenon but i'm going to ask you this do you think that's unique to gay certainly it is coming out and coming to the city Mm -hmm. but does this kind of behavior exist in the straight community i can't speak to that because i have never been around a straight community i've always been very gay forward seriously it's weird, but like I really haven't had much interaction with straight people as an adult. I do not think that this is very apparent and present with straight gay men. I mean, straight, straight, <laughs> straight gay men. Uh-huh. I, just, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that this is very present, this type of cat system where you look someone up and down and in 20 seconds you decide if they can be in your circle or not yeah, because yeah, you know, like what brand names they have on, if they look a certain way, if you think you know perhaps what they drive etc i don't think that straight men do that i do think straight a lot do. of straight women do yeah, yeah. especially like the friends that i have that are female in their 30s uh early 40s they want to be around other females that look similar to them or yeah. have the same kind of background. So I mean, I look guess at reality TV. Them. It's, yeah. you know, Real Housewives. I mean, all of these reality shows, it's all about not who you are, but what you bring to the table. What can you do for me? Yeah. If I make you my friend, what can you do? What can it's you like, do for almost transactional. Yeah. yeah. Even meeting people. Like, I've had some of the craziest things said to me. Like, one day I met this guy, one of the more, like, out there gay people, an A-gay, I would call him. He meets me, and the first thing he says to me is, 
oh my goodness, I see you have a gap. I was like, yeah. He was like, is that not one of your biggest insecurities? I would have changed that as soon as I got the chance to. Ooh. On your teeth? Yeah. You that too? Or I was getting my car from valet. I have getting my car from valet once after hanging out with this group of guys. And I got a text from one saying, you drive a Ford Escape. Oh my God, honey, we have to upgrade you. Like, upgrade me? Girl, my car's fine. These motherfuckers are the ones that are flaunting their Louis Vuitton bags, driving their Ferraris back to Stone Mountain, where they pay $300 a month in rent. People are perpetuating. So, people are so fake in Atlanta. I will say this. I will say this. It, it, I, about your I gap. Yeah, I wonder if he said that to Madonna when he met her. I love your gap, by the way. It I makes hate you my you. gap that, because of my stop. whole life. Is He's got a gap like, between his front two teeth. He's with adorable me, with And it. he was always around me because I was the token black friend who was brought to all these places. And I interacted with him. And everyone's like, why don't you like him? And I'm like, I have one really good reason. What a really, really and good if that, if that's not an insecurity of yours, it should be. And then I brought, it up, that to him. I brought it up to him because he was like, oh, I heard you don't like me. Why don't you? I'm like, oh, I was like, you said this to me. He was like, I don't know. You might have been watching on some kind of Don't point out night. who it is because I will take my earrings off. Yeah, so, I know. I'm going to speak mm. a little bit too. I think that the straight community does have parts of the struggle with the same thing, particularly as you mentioned, as people are single and they haven't gotten married and they've sort of aggregated into the city, they are more concerned about who they're seen with because they want to marry into the quote unquote right group of people. Right. Um, and there is According an element, to what right, country club. Exactly. And that's an interesting aspect of this because now we enter in wealth. And the only reason I can think that we may do this a little bit even worse than the straight community is because Gay men are um, sometimes estranged from their families. They may not get as much support from their family. So now all of a sudden, the group of gays you have and their wealth impacts the type of lifestyle you get to lead, the types of uh, vacations you may get to be on, and the potential spouse you might take on if you choose to, right? And the amount of potential um, earning power they have. So there is a real survival aspect to this beyond you know getting laid by the right people or being seen by the right perceived there's also a kind of economic aspect if you really think about it hey dante i love our mission here at the gaily dose to help connect and uplift the gay community yes chat we do our best to encourage all of our dolls and allies out there we want our message and our resources to go further than just atlanta we need to reach every single doll that we can yeah but it costs money to create and promote Money we don't have. Uh, yes, but that's where our dolls can help. Go to thegailydose.com forward slash support us. Learn about how you can become an official doll. So that's thegailydose.com forward slash support us. And I want you to become a part in helping us spread our mission of authenticity and hope. Thank you so much, honey. I, th I think that you mentioned something or alluded to it. It's a good segue is choosing your own family. So a lot of us who don't really have a very reliable family background. A lot of us do, a lot of us don't, uh, get to choose their own family. So maybe there's a checklist that some people bring to the table. Do they have this check mark? Do they have that? You're interviewing people to be your new family. And I think that is another reason why the caste system is more apparent in the gay community. Yeah, which is a really interesting aspect that isn't as, it doesn't sound as, as mean. There's an aspect of it as I need to choose my family and I want to choose wisely. So there's a po there's a potentially good reason that it might exist if it's done right. And if they like Hermes, then you know I'll, yes. I'll be it. To that point, what should we do about this in our community? What's the right approach to take or what are some approaches we might Burn take? down the White House. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I don't know the, a solution for this kind of issue because it doesn't start with me, nor does it end with me. That's systemic. I, I mean, it's so like, deep I don't rooted. perpetuate these things that people like. You're an asshole. I don't know how to convince you to not be an asshole. Yeah. I don't know how to not teach you to be conceited, like or not a racist. You know, I'm not even gonna try to. Go. The shit you have isn't that impressive. Like, I don't know how to take you out of that cloud of thought. Like, it's so stupid. It's, it's so minute. Like, right. what you have is, like, literally these rentals, these, like, luxury cars that aren't worth anything after three years because you're driving a C-Class. Right. Like, it's not impressive at all. Like, you're driving a fancy Honda Civic. You know what they say? Like, being rich isn't a personality. Being tall isn't a personality. Y'all need to get a personality, right? Yeah. Like, add some depth to your life. Stop being so surface. Stop living so, like, they love to live on. Like, the surface is, they're, they're thriving. There. That is a stigma, though, that is kind of sticks from the straight perspective. We are vapid. We and like not brand all of us, names. but there's a lot of vapid people, and I get so tired of these There are people. a lot in our but I in think, our culture. I think that's the whole game is to not be what's expected. Go for authentic. Go for like a real friend and go in that room of, of wealthy people yeah. or, or pretty people or privileged people. Find those few souls that are real and like lock into them because that's gonna be a real friendship, real community, and honestly, to the point, beauty fades, money's just money. You're not gonna really have that real connection. I can't imagine the people out there right now that are surrounded by people that are vapid and in this COVID pandemic, and they're just sort of being vapid together yeah. and, and not able to talk about the I real think, thing. and go somewhere and pose. Actually, you can hear a little bit as far as bars, but if you can't there for quite some time, if you don't have a place to go pose and show off your new outfit, it forces people to have real conversations. And I think the night that I met you at a dinner party, mm -hmm. Helmut, we had a conversation about that, how uh, COVID almost moved into really taking inventory of your friendships mm -hmm. and, and paying sure. attention to what they consist of and who is there for you, who is a friend and who is a party boy that yeah. you enjoy. I love, I love that about COVID. Um, one like fun, like <laughs> side sidebar yeah. about like discovering who your friends are. Mike, like we have, I have a very like close knit group of friends, and for like almost two weeks during COVID, we spent like all of us in like this four bedroom house just together. It was so much yeah. fun. We're like the Brady Bunch there. Once again, you know, your question was, how do we get past that? How do we improve? that state of where we're at here in the gay community. I guess the only way that I can think is to go against the grain. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, instead of buying that brand new car to just impress people, work on yourself, work on your personality, look inward, listen to these podcasts, go out and make yourself better. Build a sense of community that's not about who has the most money, who's the flashiest, who has the best brands, draping on their bodies. Well, well, right now in 2020, I can't believe that we're having a conversation about if we're going to protect our marriage equality rights. So let's, you know, make sure that the big things are covered. And I like people, it that we're trying to go back to, you know, systemic issues with what we should do as a gay culture. I appreciate that. I don't know if this is the biggest fish to fry. You know, I, I, actually, mean, I disagree. I just disagree because I think the point that you made that I think is great, Bennett, is it starts with you. And so you control this. You can control yourself. I can control I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I can't and, control marriage equality, but right. I can control myself. And if you step I, out, I love that. If I you agree. step out and you try a friendship with some vulnerability and you try to make it more and the friendship doesn't work, 
that friend is not going to be good for the long haul. Get a new friend. Right. And if they judge you for having a 2003 Trailblazer, Toyota Trailblazer, maybe that person might not be right. And my fault that speaks characters alone. I mean, if somebody really is your friend or is not your friend based on what you drive, that's really all you need to know about that person. Don't you think? One more thing. When we first met, we had the conversation about roots, Mm, the trees, and leaves. And I do like that. that. A very. It came from a um, Helmut tried to use that quote. We all know that it actually came from a Medea movie. But anyways, it is. <laughs> it, it is. I love it. I watch it. I watch it every so often. It's a Medea, but it will put it on the website. It, it, tell us. We're going to put the Medea movie on the website? The, yeah. the root and the, oh, the branches. Yeah. And the, 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 bo- the bottom line of it was there are so many leaves in your life. People that show up, season, it, the wind blows, and they're gone. And then there are people that are branches that, you know, you think they're a friend. You test them a little bit. You get real with them, and they break, and that's fine. Those branches that are trying you know, that you can tell them here's an issue and they try, you know, keep those people. But ultimately in life, you just need a few roots. You just need those few people that you can really truly be open with, honest with. They don't need to be seen. They're not necessarily showing up on your Facebook and on your Instagram, but they're the real people that can get you through it. My realest friends are on my Facebook and Instagram. I don't want just have vapid individuals just on my social media. I feel like my social media is like a look into my life. But you know what? I think that is um, a beautiful thing. I don't know that every gay feels that way. And we need I am best friends be. with all 3,000 people that I have Facebook <laughs> friends with. I know you I are. mean, I was just calling him up. What are you doing this weekend, boo? They're all funding this podcast with their donations. They are. Sure, 3,000. Each mm-hmm. give $1 a week. <laughs> That's, That's all cute. we need to stay afloat. Well, I, have, I have an episodic rate then, honey. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Uh-huh. Girl. So a couple things. One girl. Girl. So one thing is um, for our dolls out there, when we think about just mental health, approaching the fact that clicks are hard and that frankly, um, they can be very difficult for people who are new to a city, new to being out. Any tips from you guys as to what to do if you're facing that kind of uh, situation? Well, I, when I come into contact with somebody that you clearly know is the type to judge you based on your car. I just like to have somebody translate whatever it is they're saying to me at some point because I don't speak cunt. <laughs> so that's <laughs> something that you all could Who are you put, talking put, about? Uh, nobody in particular. We can bleep the name out. So you mean you actually bring it up to their attention? Well, I, I like to, to point it out and be like, oh my gosh, you do like Louis Vuitton and you have the new S-Class. Well, good for you. Aren't you something? See, one thing I, I like to do, name. I know a lot about cars and stuff like that because I'm a car fanatic and real estate fanatic. So I love when someone tries to impress me and embellishes on facts they know nothing about what these items they have purchased and just demean them for it. Or who flipping. they're friends with. I'm like, oh yeah. my God, what is that on the floor that you dropped? It's a name. Did you want to pick that back up there? Spencer, uh, you know, people are assholes. I just like to point it out. There's nothing wrong with that, yeah, is I there? I just try to make them feel insecure about it. Well, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm more, um, you an know, empathizer. if you're out there, yeah, I am an empathizer. I'm more, if you're out there and, and you're facing those clicks, I think it's really wise to not give up. Um, you can and you will find authentic gays if you continue on that quest. You're not going to, um, you're not going to fail. Yeah, how really? But striving to get into yeah. a click that you oh. know has uh, walls Girl, and they have check that. marks, it's, clicks, it's not worth it. It seems like agreed. it is, and you want that inclusion because potentially you were not inclusive in an inclusive environment growing up, what have you. It's not worth it. Unless it's going to run your own back up and you're about to get a cute job through one of these people, let that shit go. Mm-hmm. It's not going to do anything for, yeah. for you. If anything, have fun with messing with those people's heads. I do it all the time. And, and it's also, fun. And, and also keep, in, 
Seriously. Also keep in mind that you're never gonna be the cutest. You're never gonna be the richest. You're never gonna be the most successful person in the room. Like, it's just never gonna happen. Well, you, you can be. Well, it Well, depends. but you won't be all of them. Or in the world. Yeah, no, yeah, you won't no. be all of them in the world either. Um, and so always- that low. You can be one day. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> and well, so, you never know. I think that all of us, if I say, think of a rich person you know, you all have somebody in mind, right? Stewart. Just somebody comes up to mind. <laughs> so, so, well, what my point is, is somebody is thinking of you. So just sure. like you're thinking of someone else. So it's just, it's, yeah. it's systemic. It just goes Absolutely. round and round and it's cyclical and it's just too much. Yeah. And always judge yourself only by your past self. If you're moving in the right direction, I think that's really how you gauge success. I think there's some Agreed. wisdom. There's some wisdom in that. Although I will say, as someone who's getting older, um, you also look at your past self and you realize that there are certain things that are for certain times in life. So you can't be at you know at 40 years old or 50 years old wanting the body you had at 20 or 30. And there's some grace that you have to give yourself. But what I hope is that you get become a better person and you are have better and better chosen family around you. I think our last item for today is our call to Kiki Dante. All right, so hello everyone, it's Dante on the track. Um, so the call to Kiki every week is just my mission that I set in place for you guys after listening to one of our episodes to really get with your group of friends and just have honest and vulnerable conversations about what we're doing here on the podcast. That's what the call to Kiki is. Only if they're cute and wealthy. Um, child, not this, not you. <laughs> um, no, so the call to Kiki this week is gonna be just my challenge, grab three or four your close girlfriends, girlfriends, or guy friends, and everyone else in between, and sit down and talk about the issues that we talked about here today when it comes to class, wealth, looks, and how you perceive that, and how you pick and choose your own friends. When you're sitting with them, look at who you're sitting with. Are you a white guy sitting with four other white guys? Think about that. Thank you so much, Dante. I just want to encourage everyone out there, um, be the example that you would like to see in the world. Be the light and- um, Okay, Mahatma Gandhi. Exactly. I mean, step, really, step, somebody had read their success stories <laughs> Step out there and uh, take a risk and love someone um, that you may not have. Just don't be a cop. Exactly. Yeah. Just so simple. Words to live by. Um, check us out on uh, thegailydose.com or on a, our social media platforms at The Gaily Dose Pod. So glad to see you this week and talk to you next. Bye. Love you all. See ya. Bye.